You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, hey, y'all know what it is. Welcome back. This is Black Guy Therapy. It's your boy TC in here. Got Joel with me today. Yes, sir. He is always going to be here, except for when he's vacationing. That's right. I wish Henry could make it, but Henry is again paying bills. Hardest working man in Nashville. It's okay. It's okay. We're okay with that. Well, <clears throat> it's October, Halloween month. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> y'all! We have other. We definitely have other um, sound pads other than than our favorite. Because <laughs> everybody loves that one too. Sweet white baby Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, we have other sound pads. We like we like to um, change it up with with the times too. So yeah. Absolutely. There you go. It's Halloween, so you get the Jason. And I'll give it to you one more time. That's okay. Well, Joe, we're here again. Yes, sir. We're back. This is Black Eye Therapy. This is a therapeutic podcast. So obviously we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk something out today. Yeah, we're gonna dig let in. Me, let me tell you something that happened to me at work. Okay. So I am a black male, mm-hmm. right? And I see a black female walking down the hall. I look black female dead in her eyes and I say, good morning. Mm-hmm. And she just walks on by and walks straight into her, her space and act like I wasn't even there. Like I didn't say nothing. And it's not that she didn't hear me cause we were probably about an arm's length distance away. So from wow. me to you right now, I said, good morning. And I said it loud cause I speak loud. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Really? Yeah. Nothing. Now, that doesn't bother me too much, but I guess what bothers me is that it was a sister. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and if it was if it was a person, uh, one of our uh, sweet baby Jesus white people, you know, I don't think I'd be mad as much. But the fact that it was a sister, somebody who, and it was an older sister too. This lady's probably mm. in her, I don't know, late forties, okay. early fifties. Yeah. Um. I'd probably say she's actually in her early 50, early 50s. You know, black people, we can't never tell yeah, how old they are, but yeah. I think she's actually in her early 50s. But, you know, I felt some type of way after that interaction. And after she didn't say anything, I walked by and I said, well, I guess you're not having a good morning then. And still nothing. Really? Right? Now, I was kind of being a dick, and but she gave it to me like that. Yeah. Now, this is 2019. We've... As, as black people, we've been through 400 years of things at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. And especially in 2019, we, we have this sense of wokeness, yes. right? We're, we're this woke and we're supposed to be, it's all or nothing. Like it's us against the world right yeah, now, man. right? That, or that's that's at least how it, we feel yes. or how we're supposed to feel mm-hmm. or what society would tell us we're supposed to feel right now, right? Yeah. I don't know if everybody feels like that, but... Again, this lady walks by me. She doesn't say anything. Then I get rude back, which I probably shouldn't have. I probably should just let it go. And, you know, I think about that. And I think about all this wokeness that we have. And I'm like, wow, I feel like she should be on my team. And even if she's having a bad day, because I get it. Maybe she was having a bad day. But this woman is somebody who does this regularly. This isn't the first time it's happened to Mm. me with her or to other people in the building. And other people say... You know, if she's having a bad day, she's like that. Well, I don't give a damn if you're having a bad day or not. You can at least be cordial. Absolutely. Now, let me jump back to what I'm talking about. We both black. Yeah. 
we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta like me, but at least acknowledge, hey, how you doing? Like we yeah. in the same, we in the same boat yeah. essentially. We working in this in, in you know white man's world. Like yeah. let's fighting the same fight, right? Yeah. But when you do stuff like that, you 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 fracture you fracture that relationship. Mm-hmm. Now remember last week we were, or I guess it's been a couple of weeks we were talking about how you know black women have always been the forefront mm-hmm. on, of, of of fighting for us. And even when we try to, and I, and I feel like at this point in time, even when I'm trying to acknowledge my sister who has, you know, fought the battles for me, and she's an older woman too, right? She's been there, yeah. So she's been there, and she just, it was, it was nothing. Mm. Now, I say all that to say this. She didn't talk to me, whatever. But it made me feel some type of way. So I, I'm feeling bad. And and then that that carries on throughout my day. Right. She's feeling bad, and that carries on throughout her day. So now we two black people, we have just polluted the air with negativity. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so yeah. I guess I guess, mm. and I guess what you were saying, or I guess what I was saying earlier, um, you know, with all this wokeness, why are we still not together? Again, like I, I I get it. Maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe not. But this happens with her multiple times, a day, or not a day, but weeks months i've been i've been at this this place for you know six years now yeah and and this is normal occurrence with her like we're supposed to be together why are you acting like you know forget you i ain't gotta talk to you we ain't gotta be friends i get it we at work we ain't gotta be friends Mm -hmm. but dang man like hey what's up hey have a good day you know even if you ain't having hey okay i'm okay mm -hmm, yep make it till you make it yeah yeah. come on what's up with that so let's let's jump back because you, you brought up a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this very thing. And it might have been the, the gender roles ish topic where we where I, we kind of touched on this. But the majority of the time when I see that, it's us dealing with each other. Mm. And that that's what makes it for me. What makes it sad is. For instance, in my in my job right now, when I go to work. The people of color, their interaction with. the The lighter side is not like that. I can guarantee you 95 to 98% of the interaction never looks like that. On the flip side, though, some of the light-skinned individuals that I work with, I have seen them act the way that you're saying towards people of color. So the question, you know, t- kind of jumping back into your question before I attempt to answer, because I ain't got the answers, but I'll attempt to. I see more of that between men and women of color then I see people of color doing that towards other cultures. And it's so strange to me because to your point, everything you look at, social media, news, whatever it is, we, we super woke, super aware. Allegedly. Allegedly. But as soon as it comes to that interaction between us, that's what I see far too often. So now let me let me attempt to, and, and as we stated before, you got fact, you got opinion. I'm going to give you my opinion, but I'm going to give you my opinion based on facts, and the facts are my experience. So I'm going to use my facts, my opinions, <laughs> to, to kind of answer this question. I believe that there's still this, this weird thing, and, and we also touched on feminism and whether or not I personally believe that it was meant for women of color, and I don't. But I look at institutions like the, the feminist movement uh, and then even with 
uh, initially when you saw the separation of the black families, when they started introducing welfare and kind of extending it from the uh, lighter side to the people of color, it was all about dividing. Right. Right. So, so when I look at it today, I'm like, this is the product of the plan. What we're seeing is not necessarily what we want to do, but it's the conditioning that we received for so long that now we're stuck in it and we don't even realize it because we're the first ones to get on that, that front line when something crazy happens. But as soon as it comes to those interpersonal relationships where it's me dealing with my next door neighbor, how does that relationship actually work? Because when it's a young brother or a young sister getting killed in another state far away, oh, I'm ready to go down. I'm ready to fight the police. I'm ready to fight everybody because of this. But my next door neighbor, we don't talk. They never been in my house. We don't have a good relationship. I'm mad at them because they they play their music like this or because they 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 uh, uh, they leave stuff in their front yards. They my neighbor right now. Not the cleanest person, and some of their stuff winds up in our backyard, but we still have a relationship. And you know who it is. I know who it is. <laughs> so, again, just to kind of answer that question, I feel like everything that you're seeing right now is a product of the scenarios and situations that we faced for that 400 years on up to right now even. And if my next-door neighbor were white and some of their mess got in my backyard, we'd probably talk about it, laugh and joke about it, and they oh, I'm sorry, you know, but let it be a person of color. We'd probably be out there about to fist fight behind this foolishness. So that's my attempt at answering that question, but I don't think that fully answers it. I, I think that's one perspective. I think this is a this is an open-ended question. And, it is. and this is and this is a hard <clears throat> there's a hard answer to this because I don't think that there's one single thing that that causes us to do this thing. Again, we have to look at history. History tells us about our oh goodness. My dog is in here acting a fool, y'all. But anyway, history tells us that you know, 400 years of conditioning can 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 tear you apart, right? Absolutely. And and maybe we are a product of, you know, maybe we are a product of, of sure. that 400 years of conditioning, mm -hmm. and that's it's sad. Now, was that interaction between me and her, you know, a byproduct of that 400 years? Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe because. You know, I go I go back to history again. I look I look at at how uh, s slaves were treated, how in, or enslaved Africans were were, were treated, because nobody's a slave. You, they were enslaved, right? Yes. And I look at that, and I I just think about those enslaved Africans who had to, um, you know, it was one against the others. It's me or you, right? And I'm gonna pick me over you Absolutely. every time because I got to survive. Yep. I want to survive. And we've always, yep. us as black people, we've always had a survive mentality. Mm -hmm. And we've done such a great job at it. We've always, you know, we've, we've, we went from, uh, we've we turned shit into sugar, essentially. We've yes. made we made pig intestines chitlins yes. and made it a delicacy, yeah. right? Like So we, we, we've always done a good job at that. But I feel like that interaction that I had with her may have been a byproduct of that because mm -hmm. You know, maybe back down the along the line, there's some type of trauma there. And she's like, I don't care about you. I'm just coming to do my job and I'm yes. trying to get ahead. Right. Yes. And that yes. sucks because especially in 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 my profession, there's not a lot of us anyway. Mm -hmm. So and by us, I mean, black folks and a lot of us. So, again, we don't have to like each other. We don't have to be friends. You don't have to buy me a coffee. Yeah. You ain't even got to have a conversation with me. Yeah. 
But if I look at you dead in your face and I acknowledge you and I'm, you know, even just to say, hey, even wave, you know, a wave, yeah, you ain't got even got to say a word, just hey, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just talk back, yeah. right? Yeah. That's just, that's just common courtesy. Yeah. And you're, and to your point, you're so right as black people, especially in the workplace, when we're interacting with our colleagues who are white, um, those colleagues, we, we act a whole nother way towards Ooh. them. And that's a problem. Yes, it because is. Because we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to do that. Now, when I see her interact, and I'm, you made me think about this, when I see her interact with her colleagues who are, and her bosses are white, all, all, I think she has like three different bosses, all of them are white, mm -hmm. it's a totally different ballgame. Absolutely. Now, I'm on the same level as her, but she looks at me like whatever and goes on about her business, mm -hmm. right? And that's a problem. It is. That's a problem. It is. You know what's funny about that? I look at because uh, because this is one of my one of my biggest problems is I feel like within our culture we've got obviously every culture has their groups and their subgroups. I feel like our culture is broken down into the folks who have who are financially well off, who've, who've done a good job, they've made it. You got the ones who are working their way; they they're doing okay, but they're working that way their way to that financial stability. Then you got the people who aren't doing good and are just hoping to get to a level of stability period then you got the people who are just hopeless and when I say hopeless I mean the ones that don't believe so the for instance the the area I come from there wasn't a lot of hope and when I say hope I mean there was things already kind of set up in place that you were kind of expected this you were either going to be this or this right if you if you were an athlete awesome fantastic you're going to be a hood legend if you don't and I'm from Michigan so that means the 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 Auto industry is the primary source of uh, careers and yeah. income from revenue, the, the revenue for the majority of the people. So you get into these jobs and it's not bad money. It's not bad money if you can get in. But that's it. There's no there's no exercising of the brain. It is. I'm working in the plant. I'm working on the line. Hopefully I can get off of the line and work my way up. But, but it's rare. you or me, though. But it's you, it's you or me. So that's where I'm going. What I notice with my folks who have made it. That's where they are. And that's the saddest. And for me, it's kind of disgusting at the same time. I have I have people that I know personally that have made it. They, they've gone through college. They got their degrees. They've got this great job. And they're taking care of their family. But that's it. That's the priority. Is my And I say this all the time. My four walls are the priority. Anything outside of my four walls, that's your problem. You're not, I got I'm responsible for these kids, for this woman or for this man. That's it. Y'all out there, you're on your own. You got to do you. So what bothers me is when I see one of the, the, especially men of color who claim to be lovers of their own people and, and will, for instance, date a white woman. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. They'll claim they love people of color, but date this white woman. And then slowly but surely you see everything about them is no longer touching or dealing with their people. It's not even touching on their circumstance where they came from. They've created this new life. They've been successful. And this is the new norm. Right. So the new norm is not the reality of the rest of the people that look like you. But because it's your new norm, this is life. This is how it could be and should be. Y'all are tripping because if I can do it, y'all can too. Right. Right. If it's white, it's right. <laughs> that's the way it seems essentially essentially that's that's the way it seems and you know i see um i see a lot of brothers who are married to white women and nothing wrong with that you can't mm. help who you love 
But to your point, I do see a bunch of brothers who are married to white women who who essentially forget who they are. Yes. And and you know, I got there's a guy that I love this guy to get to death. Mm-hmm. He's from Texas. He is you know, he he grew up in in the 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 heart of Texas with yeah. those country bumpers. Yeah, those man. this dude went to a Catholic school, I believe, like a, a private Catholic school. Okay. Been around he hadn't been around his people at all for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Other than his family. Mm-hmm. Everybody else he's interacted with is white. Yeah. Right? Went to a white private Christian school, right? So he did this, he did that. Now he's married to a white woman. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that because I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I can't say anything. My, my wife has white in her and I have white in me. I can't be mad at, 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 at white folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but to my point, he's, he's, he's done all these things and he's operated from the, from the perspective of, you know, a Caucasian person. Right. Right. And even to this day, so he was even like, a you know, this, this conservative Republican get it by the bootstraps type dude. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. But now he's crossed, he's trying to come back over into black spaces. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to come back over into black spaces by talking black policy, right. Mm-hmm. By talking po- politics, trying to help. Right. So um, this person also, he, he, he rents out homes. Okay. Okay. So, especially here in Nashville, we're going through a boom, right? Yes. So he's like, oh, well, we could go over here and buy all these homes in the hood and then flip them and and, and get all that money. Right. But he's the same dude that, that will talk to you and be like, oh, no, the, they shouldn't come in and do this. They shouldn't do this. They shouldn't right. do that. Right. But like, it's like when he's around one group of friends, he's talking like this. Yep. But then when he comes back around us, he's talking like that. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to act like, that and operate to help his bottom line yes which also helps that bottom line yeah you know what i'm saying yep. it's, it's a weird dynamic and i don't know i feel like i bounced around but i the point i'm trying to make is he's trying to live in two worlds yes but yes. really he's living in their world mm-hmm. he tries to come back to this world and relate and it's it, it's like we don't i'm like uh, i don't what yeah. you're saying makes no sense and let me tell you why yeah and he's like, "Well, no, you do this, this, and this." I'm like, "No, that's a Republican talking point. Let me t- let me bring you back over here." Yeah, and, reality, and, right? And and again, this is not a political podcast. This is a therapeutic podcast. I don't know how many times I say that, you but it seems like you have episode. to you have to do that, you right? Do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you operate from 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 that white is right perspective, mm-hmm. and and it's that's not that's not always right, right? Yeah. Like obviously colonialism, colonization. Um, has that did that? Yes, changed a lot of perspective. Yeah, that did that. <laughs> it did. I mean, you go to all white school and live in all white town, you gonna operate unless you look in the mirror. You gonna think you white. Absolutely. Until you look in the mirror. So here's something interesting. Uh, one of the one of the truisms in sports, and I, I speak basketball because that was my that was my passion for years. One of the truisms in basketball is. If I step away from the game, going to like the rec centers and the parks and playing with people, not just, you know, not talking about going to the NBA, but just playing consistently with people. The first time you go back, you'll start seeing people are doing totally different moves. 
oh, I wouldn't, I, oh, I never seen that move before. Right. So I, I kind of compare that to life. When you step away from something for a while and you come back to it, they're doing stuff that you're not used to. So there's an evolution that takes place all the time. And even though it seems as though people of color are still second class citizens based on societal standards, we're still evolving. Right. But so are those who are kind of keeping their throat on the neck of the success of people of color. They're right. evolving, too. And what I've noticed is the, the people that look like me and I'm going to speak about men because this is black guy therapy. The, the black men that look like me that have had some similar experiences to me. What I've noticed is they kind of get caught up in that world. Mm-hmm. And in that world, the interesting thing about that world is they love people of color. They hate us, but they love us. Yeah. As long as it can be arm's length. Yep. And as soon as something goes wrong or, or gets a little sketch, oh, I can just pull my arm back and everything is fine. And I think that's the biggest tra- travesty is that people of color, the, the men I know, don't recognize that. For whatever reason, they feel like, oh, life is fantastic. It's fair. You know, yeah, this history happened, but it's not like that anymore until it happens to them. Right. So until it happens to them, you can't even convince them. So kind of taking this back to the the original of why is it the way that it is right now, 2019, where we're divided? Well, not just that we're divided, but how is it 2019 and we're still it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. It's like. 400 years has conditioned us so well that we can't even acknowledge that it's still people right now. And potentially even the head of state could be this way. We know for in, we know for a fact that he's divisive. Right. I don't know if he if he's racist. I, I don't I don't know him personally to say yeah. that, but he's he's one million percent divisive. No doubt. So we know that. So there's also the potential that there's biases that he has against certain cultures. Well, we know that he. And here's the thing. That stuff, racial biases, that's learned. Yes. Right? Yes. And we know what his dad did to, to, to black people in New York with his with his apartment complex. Well, what did he do? Well, he exclusively didn't rent to black people. Oh, Exclusive okay. and, and that was that was it. We knew that. Like okay. that's that he said that himself. See, and I said that because there may be some people who, who don't yeah. haven't done any research or haven't heard anything about this. So yeah. it's always good to inform. Yeah, and so we know that. So you grow up listening, oh, and I ain't rented to these people because mm-hmm. they're dirty, they're this, they're that. Or the shithole countries, right? That's what said, said that. So I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying he's racist, but he does have some. He does have some some biases against people who don't look like him. Absolutely, and that brings me back to my point. And still hasn't apologized for the and won't. And oh, and won't. Hell no, he won't. And won't. And won't. So got a one-page ad condemning them, those boys. Right. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> so it just for me, it's, it's, it's very interesting when I see a, a gentleman that looks like me that can't even acknowledge that there are things out there that are going on right now. But at the same time, to your point, trying to live this two lives at the same time. Don't tell me how much you're doing for the community and how much you love the community if we're not doing anything to continue the development, the thrive, because I'm not about survival. I'm not here to survive. Right. I'm here to thrive. And if I'm not thriving, then I need to find another way to do it a different way. But when you can't acknowledge these things, for me, it's very, very difficult to respect you as a man. 
So let me ask this. Sure. And 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 this might I don't know we might have to might be taking a hard left here when I ask this question. I'm cool with it. Do you think that this thinking that we have has and and I when I say the thinking that we have, I'm talking about some black men. Okay. Because some people of color, not necessarily black, but just anybody who operates as technically, or I say technically, let me put air quotes up as a second class citizen. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody who's not in the majority right now. Um, Do you think as, as a person of color or screw it as a black man, do you think that it changes our image as, as black men? Do you think that, what we what we know, how we operate, do you think that changes the image of the black man, like how we're supposed to operate, how, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to do it? Do you think that based on what we've been talking about here for about 20 minutes, do you think that that perspective has a role in how the image that we're supposed to have as black men going forward? Like, do you think that that plays into that? So I'm going to answer that question. Great question, by the way. That that actually <laughs> it's not an answer. That question deserves because this is one of those thought provoking where we really need to pay attention to, to those really, really fine nuances. Look at Hollywood. All of the black male celebrities out there. How many do you know that have dreads or have big beards that are like extremely successful? Crickets. <laughs> so let's let's talk Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is a is a superstar, right? Right. The only time I've ever seen Kevin Hart portrayed in a film, even with a beard, is the movie. I can't remember the name of it. I need to. Look, I'll look it up and then I'll tell you guys here in a minute. But it's the film that he did where he was taking care of the white gentleman that was uh, quadriplegic. I have no idea what that movie is. I pull it. It's actually it's actually a pretty good movie too. So you know, not totally dissing you, Kevin, but pretty good movie. But it's the only time I've ever seen. And do you know what his character was? The help. He was the help. Ah. But tell me, what do you think his his history was? What do you think he was outside of being a help? If you had to guess, ex con trying to get back in it. I didn't even see the movie, and I got it right. (laughs) That's it. So what does that tell you that they're saying? about us when we come in our natural state. So the fine nuance there is, if you want to be a black man in Hollywood, you gotta keep it clean. You gotta, can't have a beard, you gotta, you may be able to have a mustache, but you better keep it really light. You gotta keep your hair cut really, really short. Unless it's specific to a role, Right. this is what your image has to be. So in my opinion, what is required to be quote unquote successful in America right now for a man of color is that template that we talked about several episodes ago. There's a template that's out there. If you want to be successful, black man, you better do this. If you don't do this, you're not going to be successful. So 100% for a fact, we are controlled by the American dream. The American dream is you want to be able to have this, 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 and this. And this generally is big house, picket fence, couple cars, couple couple uh, kids, 
vacation homes, uh, real estate out of the country, all of these things that are determined as successful. And if you want to have these things, whether it's you going to your job, whether it's being in Hollywood, whether it's just being on television in general, you have to fit this template. If you don't fit this template, you cannot be here. So Mm. every time, and here's something else I'll say, not all the time, but what I've also noticed that a lot of the brothers that I know personally that have kind of dipped their toe into the the lakes of Minnetonka, as as they say, (laughs) that have kind of gone that route, Mm-hmm. They kind of fit that template. So it's to me, it's no surprise. It's no surprise that what America society tells you that you have to be in order to be a black man and be successful, the things you have to sacrifice to be successful, even even Obama, you know, like, I, could you imagine if he grew his beard out? What they would have said about him in the White House? Oh, it's so un- the same thing they said about him when he wore that tan suit. Same thing. So unpresidential. I can't believe a president would have when when all well I say all, but when I don't know maybe half of especially the the presidents in the when the country was first forming, all them cats had beards. A lot mm-hmm. of them did. Yep. Abraham Lincoln. Yes, sir. <laughs> on the money. So for me, yes, I, I believe that one hundred percent. To answer your question, yeah. And I believe that we see it every day, but we don't pay attention to it. And we become so accepting. So some of the things that I was told growing up, hey, when you go to any for a job, make sure you got a haircut, make sure your face is clean, make sure you got on a suit and tie, make sure you do all of these things to present this image of you as something other than who you are, if this isn't who you are. And that was sad because I've, I've seen our counterparts go in for interviews and get really, really good positions coming in there nowhere near dressed the way we are are told we need to dress. So I, I, I believe, yes, again, to answer your question, and I think that we have to pay attention to what's mm-hmm. happening around us, those fine details that really don't matter. But again, Kevin Hart, I've never seen you walk around here with a beard, mustache, a whole lot of hair on your head. Not seen it. But in this movie where you did that, you were an ex-con. Man, it's funny you you bring that up, especially when we're talking about uh, looking for jobs and interviewing for jobs. I I work with a guy, and I I won't forget uh, during the interview process. I remember him. I remember when he came in, mm-hmm. older gentleman. Um, this gentleman actually, uh, he looks like he's white. He identifies it from that space, but he's actually not. He's he's uh, I would say he's. He's part white, but he's more Spanish. Okay. But if you looked at him, you'd think he was a white man, talks gotcha. like a white man from, from the country. Okay. Right? But I, I won't forget, he came into his interview, he had on like khakis and a, and a, you know, a button-up. And I think, it, I mean, he might have had a blazer on, okay. right? Now, I've been on interview panels at my job before where people have come in like that and they're like, well... He could have dressed a little better. He mm-hmm. didn't, you know, he didn't dress for the job that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think about that and I'm like, okay, if, if that would have been me, right? if that would have been me, they would have been like, nah, that, that ain't going to cut it. He didn't even act like he wanted this yep. job, but he got the job yep. and he's a great person. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, he just came in there and oh, I'm going to dress like this mm-hmm. and boom. Mm-hmm. Got the job, but I have to think. Well, I got to make sure I wear this, and I can't yes. look like this. And let me go Prep. get a haircut because I don't want my my hair to look nappy. Because then yeah. they're gonna be like, oh, "Well, I don't know about that. He doesn't look like he doesn't have the clean cut." Mm-hmm. Because let's be real. Let's be let's be one hundred percent real. 
in corporate America, for the most part, unless it's like a tech job, most of your, you know, your mainstream white collar, um, finance, stuff like that, they want you to be clean cut, mm-hmm. clean shaven, yeah. short hair. Yep. They, they fear everything else. Yes. Yes. And that's, and that's 100% real. It is. It is. And then the brothers who, who, who don't fit in have to be exceptionally good at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. And then half the time they don't even act like, you know, themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Code switching. Right. And that goes back to that. That was like our very episode first episode. One, right. Yeah. So it's, you know, and I'm going to have, um, um, Marty Woodard on our show. Um, he used to work in corporate America guy from Atlanta, um, doing big things. He's actually, he's, it's funny. He's been like retweeted and, and reposted by DL Hughley on, on social media for some of the things he says, mm-hmm. but he owns a consulting company, a, a marketing consulting company in, in, um, Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. And he, he worked in corporate America forever. Well, I say forever. I, I, at least six or seven years made a company, billions of dollars made a company's brand billions of dollars okay and then realize like mm, yeah i can do this myself and i'm not being myself i don't feel like myself i can't be here no more yeah. so I, you know i'm gonna have him on one day and good. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna talk about that bless we'll have us. him talk about that yeah, let him bless us yeah he and and shout out to him i don't know if he's listening to our show but um shout out to him he, he's doing great work down in in atlanta right now even with um um with with youth uh, obviously he's doing a great job in his consulting, but mm-hmm. he's working, he's working his ass off trying to, trying to build up our people. Yeah. And that's all you can ask for somebody who just wants to reach back and pull us forward. That's I right. like it. That's right. So you said something else that was interesting that I want to, I want to piggyback off of when you have that scenario where the, the other gentleman came in dressed a certain way, got the job. And we know factually that if we don't come in, tip top that we are already at a disadvantage coming into the interview. Number one, Yep. number two, if we don't look a certain way, then we can forget about it. The fact that you know that I know that that woman that you spoke to at your job knows that and would both would willingly go on the front line and bang for that. Say, Hey, this needs to be fair, but still doesn't speak. That's for me. That's where this is a problem. We know what we're both dealing with. So why are we not at least at that place or that point where we're speaking to each other? Right. So I, I'll tell a, I'll tell this story a little bit and then um, I, I'll say kind of what I've been doing since. A couple of years ago, my family, we always go to uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina for vacation, spring break. I might have told the story before. If I have, forgive me. Uh, just just. Uh, it's okay. Somebody hasn't heard. This. Somebody, Some, somebody is yeah. brand new to Black Guy Therapy today. So it's okay. absolutely so. This is the first time I've actually ever told the story 100%. I've never said it before ever in life. Uh, But we got down there, uh, and oddly enough, I picked the only black man on the island that we really came into contact with to have an issue with. And we got into it to the point where I thought it was was going down. And, of course, my wife is like, what in the world is going on? Because I'm not telling her what's happening. She's, She's not involved, but me and him about to go at it. And it was centered around disrespect. You know, he was eyeballing her up and down when we walked in the door. He didn't see me immediately. He saw her. So I, and any men out here who listen to this, please hear me out. If somebody is looking at your woman, you can't get mad at that. 
because you're probably looking at somebody else's woman. So that's first and foremost. However, there's a level of respect that you need to be aware of. So what he did, he's watching her as she comes in. She walks past. He turns completely around and is watching her as she walks away. So for me, I was like, all right, the initial look, that's fine. But now you're being disrespectful. So I called him on it. So we bought the box because of this. Let me tell you what the first thing this dude said to me. First of all, my wife is white. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so embarrassed for him and so angry at myself for getting into this confrontation with one of the only other people on the island that look like me. I was like, you know what? You got it. You got it. We good. Take you and Becky and y'all going to the house. <laughs> Dude, I was so heated that that was the response because I'm like, what are you saying? What does that mean? For you to come at me because we about to get into it for this level of disrespect that you're now trying to deny because she ain't even she ain't even good enough for me because all I deal with is this. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It feel, it, it's almost like he was saying... My white woman is killing your black woman. I'm yes. just looking at her just because she's here. Yeah. Now, can you can you can you assess that to to and, and going back in history because that's I like I like my I like me some history. Mm-hmm. Is that like the 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 slave the the slaves in the house and slaves in the field? Is that I mean can you equate it to that? They mad at each other. No, well, I ain't even because I'm out here and mm-hmm. and these in the front and are the ones in the house are like well I ain't even because I'm in here. Can we equate it to that? So, again, it goes back to why why the controlling party in this country is continuously the controlling party. Mm-hmm. When you can keep people divided yep, and you can keep them stupid and keep them scared and keep them entertained, as we've talked about, yep, there's no chance that things are going to turn around. There's no chance. And because of his response... But not just his response, but because of my reaction. That is exactly what the controlling party's interest is. Keep everybody divided. And this goes beyond race. Now let's divide them by gender. Now let's divide them by sexual preference. Now let's divide them by class. How much money do you make? Where do you live? We've got all of these dividers that exist already for the entire world. Then on top of that, being a black man is the icing on the cake. So not only do we deal with all the other issues everybody else in the world does, cancer, uh, uh, <laughs> classism, uh, uh, an economy tanking, whatever it is, everybody deals with that on top of that being a black man. So one of the things that I said I'm going to do now after that situation, I said tomorrow, I was like, I promise you, I will never get into another confrontation with a black man. And that's my goal. I'm not saying that 100% that I can control that all the way. Right. But that is my goal. So what I do now, and this is why it was so interesting when we talked about this specific topic initially, every time I come into contact with a new person of color that I see, I go out of my way, not just to wave or smile. I speak. Hey, how you doing, man? How's everything? Hey, how you doing, ma'am? Everything okay? You good? You need anything? How's everything? I make it a point to speak beyond just this, the standard greetings. I, I go a little bit deeper intentionally. And what I found is I don't care what the person looks like. I don't care where they come from. 
you'd be surprised how much more willing these folks are to kind of open up and actually have a dialogue with you. I'm talking about from the, the, the top executive level, what you would expect them to be like, all the way down to the person that's maybe up under the bridge downtown that might be struggling, maybe considered a bump, whatever it is. I talk to everybody the same way, show them the same love. And the response has been phenomenal. And what it's done for me, I, I have an issue with road rage sometimes. Mm-hmm. I remember the feeling that I felt when I communicate with these folks. So now I make sure if somebody's doing something crazy and they're trying to cut in, I let them go. No fight. And what I've noticed is people see that and then they follow suit behind you. So if I'm out here trailblazing and I'm showing the rest of the world, hey, this is how we need to interact with each other, my hope is the people that are watching that and the people who are experiencing that are like, I need to take this to the next person. And it feels, I feel like, I can't, I can't quantify right, right. this I at feel. all. <laughs> I feel like there's, there's something different that's going on. All the people I talk to, and I don't feel like it would have been like that before. I feel like people are, and again, maybe it's something tied to this woke era that we're maybe. in with people. I don't know, but people are very receptive to it. My people of color, very receptive to it. They speak back, and it feels like they take it beyond me to somebody else. And I've seen it happen. And that makes me feel good. So, again, I apologize to that brother out on Hilton Head Island, but I'm also very disappointed in you. And the thing, the statement that you just made about your mother, your sisters, if you have any, your yep. aunts, your cousins, yep. is disgusting. Mm. That's that's a lot to take in right there. That's a lot to take in. So but we're going to let we're going to let the audience take that in for a minute. We're going to take us a quick break. And when we come back, we might have a guest on the show, hopefully. So. Um, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. All right. We back, we back, we back. Hey, we back. Welcome back to Black Guy Therapy. We thought we'd come back with something kind of, kind of chill vibe, a new chill vibe coming back. But like I told you before we left, we now have a special guest on the phone not it's, really a guest but no, a guest i mean he's a guest right now because he's not here I'm not a guest. <laughs> look, look, he, didn't, he didn't even give me a chance to introduce him no because you keep calling me a guest like i'm not part of this <laughs> <laughs> you know fire him up <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna have to get these contracts together because i can't keep it you know what you know what? I'm protesting the black guy for every podcast. For all the listeners out there, this is Henry. We're going to the, we going, I'm going to do my own podcast called Solo. And I called, uh, uh, what was that? What did he say on, uh, uh, Five Hard Beats? Flash. It's only at the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm coming with. If you keep calling me a guest, man, I don't, I, I think it's some type of underline in there. Okay. But how y'all doing, Will? My name's Henry. <laughs> We have our favorite person in the world, our favorite co-host in the world, Henry. That's right. I'm so sorry. I yes. <laughs> He's clapping give for me, himself. Give, <laughs> me some clap. give me some claps. There you, there you go. You get some claps. You got some claps. There it is. What's there going on, fellas, tonight? What, what are we doing tonight, fellas? Well, we've been talking about, uh, you know, the, the image in, in, in our past 20 minutes, we've been talking about the image of the black man and if 
um, things that we're exposed to changes our image. For example, you know, as black men, we go into job interviews and we, we have to look clean cut and, you know, we don't act ourselves. Um, but you know, our, our white counterparts go in and they don't do, you know, they, they may look a little raggedy, but still get a job. And we're just talking about how, you know, us as, as, as black men, you know, we have to, these things play a role in our, um, I don't know, our, our structure as black men. Yeah. And, 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 okay, okay, and, yeah, yeah. And as an example, uh, Henry, have you seen the movie Kevin Hart when he's the caretaker for the dude that's a quadriplegic? No, I haven't seen that yet. I heard it was a good movie, but was, I haven't seen it. Really good movie, but uh, the point I was making with Todd earlier was, it's interesting that in Hollywood, you don't see a whole lot of brothers unless it's specific to a role where naturally they walk around with a big beard or a lot of hair, whether it's dreads, whether it's braid, just a lot of hair in general. In that role, Kevin did have a pretty pretty big beard and, and just a lot of hair on his head. And I said, now Todd, can you guess what his past was in this movie? What was he before he became the caretaker of this gent? And I'm gonna ask you the same thing. If you had to guess, what was Kevin Hart before he was a caretaker? Probably a drug dealer, fresh out of jail, something like that. Fresh out of jail, there it is. Didn't even have to see the movie. Didn't even have to see it. <laughs> no. But these are the no. nuances it's that like, they put out there for us. That like, in order for you to be successful in this world, you cannot appear to be like this because this is criminal. So just kind of, yeah. and, and not dissing Kevin that that much. I kind of am a little bit, but that's what that's what the standard has been for us in this country you need if you want to fit in this world if you want to be successful look like this if you don't then you're gonna have troubles i mean uh, 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 i i, I would say that to, uh, that to your point joe the whole the type of man if you look at the news how we're portrayed on the news mm -hmm. if someone does something good in the news a black man he still showed or portrayed as that same stereotype of person or individual, meaning he has the beard and all that. And they'll flip that and go straight to a criminal aspect, like right after that. Five shot dead. Yeah, good point. Boom, you're still a black man. Oh, I never thought about that. You're still a black man. I never thought about that. So you're talking about the the, the 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 movement. Oh, hey, this black man did this great thing. Now five black men just killed somebody. So the, the progression. Like yeah, the progression have, of the news. When we have white mass shooters, we don't see those individuals immediately. True. Think about it. When the last time you, when, when we had, God forbid it happening again, but when you see a, a mass shooter of, and he's white, you don't see him to after the story further develop because they're going to always say more, 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 more to come or developing the story. Yeah. They're not going to give you his image. Yeah. They don't give it to you right then and there because they don't want that out there is okay, it's a white man doing this. You let a black guy run a red light. They're going to show you, they're going to find the worst picture in the system. They're going to go to the DMV and see what his driver's license looks like. If he didn't have a haircut in his driver's license and all that, and he looked rough, bad, that's what like they're a using. criminal, that's what they're going with. For sure. They're going, straight, they're going straight with that. They're, they're, going, they're not going to show, they're not going to show a, a successful black man like President Obama. You rarely see him in the news, but he's still doing things. Yeah. And I get, I Joe, I know we had our discussion about it, why yeah, you didn't boy. like him, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm going to use him as an example because 
that guy, that man, he's 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 mixed. He's half white, half black. Mm-hmm. So he's he's half right for them anyway. <laughs> half right, but, <laughs> half white, half right. <laughs> but his image is too clean cut for for that to be put out there in the media. Very true. Very true. They're gonna they're gonna give you they're gonna give you the worst image they can find to you because they want you to make they want they want the world to believe that every black man's a criminal, mm-hmm. regardless of what you thought. Like I I haven't seen that movie that you're talking about, Joe, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know oh, he was a caretaker. So for one, he was working for master. Yes, sir. And for two, he he was straight out of the penitentiary. Yes, sir. Because he couldn't do nothing else with his life. That's right. So he's out of he's fresh out of jail and he had to go work for mass. Mm-hmm. That's how, like that that's some to me, I probably never watch that movie. Just because on that premise alone. And and Henry, you know it's interesting. Let me say this about it. Here's where I know Kevin Hart as an individual wants to do more but he doesn't know exactly how to do it just yet because he's still trying to make that paper. I I know he's still trying to make that paper, but he's still trying to make a bit of a dent. So to your point, I think, and maybe this is accidental and y'all, y'all check me if I'm wrong, but if I had to look at that, I'd be like, well, maybe what he was trying to also show the world is that a man of color has compassion. He has a heart. He, 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 he doesn't really care about color. Like, maybe his counterpart in that movie might because of his image. So even though this is my circumstances where I come from, I'm going to treat you just like I'm going to treat anybody else in the world there. I'm not going to treat you bad just because you're a white male. I'm going to treat you just like I'm going to treat my brother. If my brother's this or that. And I, I, I wonder if he thought about that in production or not the same way. I wonder if he thought about, Hey, I wonder if what I'm presenting to the public is if you have a beard and if you have hair on your head, your next kind. You never know, but right. th- there's two sides to that coin. I'm I'm really curious. I'll never know unless I meet Kevin Hart. Joe, you hit you hit it on the head. I when you said two two sides to every coin. Yeah. In, in his mind, I believe that's where he was going. A black man can go to jail, do his time, see what he did wrong, and try to make his life right. Right. On the other side of that coin, from the other perspective. You, you, you're no good convict, and you got to come work for me. Mm-hmm. You got to come work for me. Yep. So I believe, I believe there was two intentions to that story. Okay. I believe Kevin, Kevin's intentions were, all right, cool. I'm gonna show that we ain't all messed up. We can go in, come out, and be rehabilitated in in society. In society. On the other side, if we're doing it that way, then just look at the storyline and the proof. Why does he have to come out and get out of jail and he can't do nothing else with be a caretaker? Because that's that's how, come, how, that's how, how white folks see us, right? Correct. No, I won't say all. No, not, n- definitely it's not all. Like, a, a lot of them, not all. Some in the world. Let, yeah, let, 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 let's let's reel that back in just a little bit because we don't want to like we just bashing people. No, we we never do that. We're not bashing anybody. We're not bashing anybody. Correct. So, I want I, I say that. I don't even want to put a knock on it because no, it it'll, it'll still look crazy. Again, this is a therapeutic but podcast. I, Speak your mind. I, I want to say 75% of them 
probably see us in the light of he can't do anything other than if he's fresh out of jail. Or with that mindset of it's a role. You have to play your role. This is your role on this planet Earth. You have to you have to do what we say. That's fair. I believe it's it's it's, it's, it's too many of them that still think like that with that concept. Like we was talking the other day, and Joe said the the, the white lady grabbed his purse and switched the arms and went across the street. And he man, I don't want you. What the fuck I'm gonna <laughs> and and right. if, the the name of the, the name of the movie is called The Upside. FYI, I just wanted to throw that out there so y'all would know what I'm talking about. It's called The Upside. Oh, what what's the upside? That's the Kevin Hart movie I'm talking about. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I get you. I get you. Well played there. That's you, a you, hit. you see why I hit? Yeah. What's see the what upside? Did. Yep. Why is it upside? Right. That, and that mm. means that's, that's, that's a good yeah. question. And I think that's yeah, I think that yeah. as, as black men or just as a people in general, I'm not talking about black men at this point. Now I'm talking about everybody. I think as a as a people in general, we do not pay attention to the things that go into play when when they're naming movies and stuff. We don't mm. we don't look at it like Henry just looked at it as like, what's the upside, that's, right? That's we dope. just see a movie title and okay, yeah. we deal with it, but we don't think about what goes behind it. And when we don't think about what goes behind it, we have stuff that happens like what Henry said, well, what's the upside? And we 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 create these 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 confusions about our people mm-hmm. and about things that we do in our lives. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna I'm say that. And yeah, I'm gonna leave that there. <laughs> Dope point, Henry. I I like okay. Going into everything in life, man. What I want to try to teach the people. I don't I, I say teach, but what I want to teach people always think of like be aware of things. Like, why is this specific movie called The Upside? That means. That means you was pretty much, you pretty much upside. When, when you think of upside, okay, let me ask you this. Joe, when you think of upside, what do you think of? Like, if you got an upside in life, what, what, do, what do you think of? Something positive or beneficial for me. Todd, when you think of upside in life, what do you think of? About the same what Joe said. Something positive, something beneficial, something where I went through something and I'm, I'm getting better. Kevin Hart in this movie was a convict. Mm-hmm. So the upside of that is you got out of jail and now you're being taken care of by a white man because you're his caretaker. Yep. How do you feel now about that movie? Totally different perspective now saying it that way because even, even though we're talking about it and I brought it up, I still hadn't looked at it that way till you said that, so... Even more to my point. And I think that's a great point to end on. So we're running out of time. You know how we do it. What's on your mind when we're running out of time? Joe, go ahead. Oh, my God. Uh, so many things now with this topic. Oh. Henry, you dropped a bomb on me, man. So here's here's what I'll say. Joe probably said, man, we should never call him. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't. We want you in the studio. Right. I don't want to call you. I right. want you sitting right here next to me, brother. I'm on the way. We gonna run it back. <laughs> All right, but to, but to sum it up though, real quick, um, here's here's the one thing, the takeaway, the homework for everybody. Based on this topic, everything that you've heard us say so far today, please, folks, people of color, everybody for that matter, everybody on the planet, pay attention 
to the details, the fine details. Because if it, it I brought it up, but if it weren't for Henry saying it that way, I never would have thought about it like that. Think about the image that they're trying to portray, the image that was allowed to be presented to us with this movie. Former former convict, I'm working for somebody else, and I come up because somebody else is giving me a come up. It's not me doing something, it's they're giving me this opportunity. I'm still, as Henry said, I'm still working for this man who's making my life better. It's not me making it better for myself. This man is making it better. So pay attention to what it is that we're taking in. Television is called programming for a reason. I'll leave that there. Go ahead, Henry, what you got for him? Hey, I, I, I expressed myself on how I feel, y'all. I, I hope I opened up some minds. It wasn't meant to bash anyone. Uh, I hope you think clearly about what's going on around your circumstances, your situations, and uh, hey, that's all I got. Cool. So I'll I'll end this out by saying this. We, we we're not against each other we we need to be for each other even if we don't like each other let's let's at least acknowledge each other we're in the same fight so let's let's try to stick together preach so um with that i don't have anything else to say so um i guess with that we out peace peace